just occurs to me. You know what this is? This is your spouse's work party. <laughs> For them. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. after five on Wisconsin's morning news this Friday morning I noticed at first maybe Wednesday evening yeah a couple days did ago did you you mm-hmm. right yep. sunset is looking red and hazy like hmm. I mean it's kind of beautiful but then you're like what what's up what gives <laughs> something must be wrong simple explanation for why we've had these sort of spectacular sunsets and even sunrise the other day I was looking at the video on the cameras that we see here in our studio and it looked like sunrise was a little bit hazy on Thursday morning, we'll see what today brings, even though we have these showers in the area. But that haze in the sky is being caused by wildfires, not here in Wisconsin, not even in the U.S. These are wildfires in the Pacific Northwest in Canada, mm-hmm. provinces of B.C. and Alberta. Ryan Nisnansky says uh, we're going to see some of that smoke and might actually even smell it. Here's what Niz wrote. Uh, probably noticed or heard about the wildfire smoke causing the hazy, milky skies throughout southeast Wisconsin. That's a good description. Solid Milky. for that. Cold front sweep in the area tonight may draw some of the smoke down to the surface. You may actually smell some of the smoke. An air quality advisory issued for today, meaning sensitive groups should limit outdoor activities. I've got uh, family in British Columbia, okay. my wife's side. So they're in BC, other side of the mountains from the Pacific. So everybody knows Vancouver. So you got to go through the mountains and then get to this other side. But they live in this valley it's the Okanagan Valley. So it's a river, and then it kind of, I don't know if it's dammed up, or but it has sort of like a lake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when we were out to visit them last years ago, there were big wildfires and stuff. And some morning, it just depended on which way the wind was blowing. Some mornings you wake up, and it's beautiful. You're looking into the valley, and it's just everywhere you turn, it's amazing. And some mornings you would wake up, nothing. <laughs> just awful. Couldn't see anything. Now, was it hard to breathe? It never was at any point. You could smell it for sure. I never had trouble breathing, but I don't have breathing issues. You know, I think for folks with asthma or some of those other things, it can be pretty challenging. My phone even popped up with an air quality alert. Yeah, still has it, even for our area, because of what we're seeing up there. If you're wondering why that is, and again, if you're someone who has breathing issues, you're sensitive to that sort of thing, you're going to want to limit outdoor activity at least through today. But that's what's happening there. Brandon Snyde has sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After dropping two out of three in St. Louis, the Milwaukee Brewers will begin a three-game set down in Tampa against the Rays this weekend. Brewers general manager Matt Arnold, who spent several seasons in Tampa before coming to Milwaukee, had this to say about the Rays Stadium in which the Brewers will be joining on Brewers 360. Um, I've always kind of said it's like playing at Costco a little bit. You know, you just kind of <laughs> walk around, you get your get your cheese cubes, you might hit a ball in the uh, in the in the rafters there and it doesn't come down. Uh, it's it's a weird place to play. Um, but I obviously have a lot of good memories being here for for uh, about 10 years, but um I wouldn't say it's my favorite ballpark. Let's put it that way. The Brewers looking to create a couple of memories, good memories this weekend as Adrian Hauser will get the start for the Brewers. That first pitch is scheduled for 540 tonight. Over to the NFL as the Packers offseason continues on. The team will take on a new look in 2023 and could lean on multiple players as new voices and new leaders. You know, obviously you got great vets like Aaron Jones, David, you got uh, A.J. Dillon, 
you know, we still have Josiah. We still have guys that have played a lot and have helped us win. So, um, yeah, all those guys are just going to need to step up, and then we'll see, you know, how these young guys turn out. And, you know, leadership is just basically having the confidence, having the intelligence, and then having the trust of your teammates um, to go out there and perform and motivate other people to do that with you. Elton Jenkins, another one I forgot that's played a lot. Um, so it'll, it'll be good. Packers offensive coordinator, coordinator Adam Stenovich there as the team prepares for the first block of organized team activities, which will begin on May 22nd. Lastly, to the NBA, where the Denver Nuggets hang on Thursday night for a Game 2 Western Conference Finals win over the Lakers by a final of 108-103. to The series now shifts to Los Angeles over the weekend. Speaking of Game 2, Boston will look to even things up tonight against the Miami Heat. They are down 1-0 in that series. Tip-off for that game is all set for 7.30. You see that crazy video of the police officer clinging to the top of a car? They're trying to stop this suspect, and the car takes off. It's going 50 miles an hour, and he's hanging on for dear life. We're going to break that down for you in a moment and tell you why that never should have happened. Siding Unlimited, WTMJ News Time, 518. Dirty rain, dirty. That's a different song. Uh, which one is forecast. that? That was uh, Purple Rain. Yeah. <laughs> this is Go new, ahead, though. though. Continue. Early morning rain and then partly cloudy today. Breezy and a high of 67. Clear and cool tonight. Low down to 46. Weekend looks awesome. Mostly sunny on Saturday. High 67. Sunday mostly sunny and a high of 73. Right now we're at 59 in Milwaukee. Purple rain. Well, that's all I had to do to get it, it's fine. It's worth it. 521 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Some new perspective this morning on that wild police video that you must have seen at this point. Everybody's been running it. It's all over the internets. An Iowa police officer on the hood of a suspect car getting taken for a ride. Stop the car! Not a big deal. Stop the car! Stop the car! Incredible police body cam and dash cam video just released of a traffic stop in Iowa. A driver refusing to get out of the car and then taking an officer with him on an extreme ride. So I'm going to play a few more clips from this news narrative that was put together actually by the ABC station in Los Angeles. So not related, but it was amazing video. And the anchor there, Mark Brown, does such a good job walking you through exactly what's happening. So you'll hear him jumping in from time to time. And what you're hearing there in that video is an officer, gun drawn, pointing through the windshield on a suspect whom they were they had stopped. And then this guy was intent apparently on taking off. And this is on a rural road in Iowa. But gun drawn while he's standing on the he's hood. He's on top of the vehicle, right, on his knees on yeah. the hood, yeah. looking right at the driver. And the driver takes off. And I, I'm going to warn you here, if you're in your car right now in particular, you're going to hear some police sirens in this clip, so just be aware that's coming from your radio. Put on the brakes! Put on the brakes! Stop the car! Another officer pulls alongside the fleeing driver and tries to stop him, but the driver takes off. As the fleeing driver speeds away, the police officer keeps holding on. So the officer now is clinging. He's off of the hood of the vehicle. He's on the roof, like the top. This is like in the movies. Yes, exactly like in the movies. And why it belongs in the movies is coming up in a moment. <laughs> he's hanging on for dear life. The driver hits speeds of 50 miles an hour. Some more police sirens coming up in this clip. That fleeing driver sees a freight train blocking the road ahead and makes a sudden turn to the left, speeding through an industrial yard. 
The fleeing driver then hits a ditch and the officer on board goes flying to the ground. The pursuing officer stops to check on his colleague who tells him to keep chasing that fleeing driver. I'm okay, man. Go get him. I'm all right. Uh, sure. You good? Go get him. He was not good also. <laughs> The officer was thrown off the car. He broke his back, like one of the vertebra in his back. He did recover. He's actually back on the job. The video is only just now being released. The driver, Dennis Guider Jr., was just sentenced to five years in prison. So now the video has since been made public. The incident happened actually back in 21. But, Eric, you said it. Looks like something you'd see in a movie. And that's exactly where it belongs in a movie. I watched the video with our teammate, Dr. Ken Harris from 1017 The Truth, who is a former Milwaukee police lieutenant. So here's, here's the thing right here. Why are you even climbing on top of a car? That was my first question for you. Why would you climb on top of a car that you're trying to get the person who's inside the car out of the car? Let the car go. You have a license plate. You just pulled the car over so you ran it so you know who it's registered to. Let it go. And in this situation, they're in like, this is not like urban center where you're worried about what might happen. You're in Nowheresville here. Correct. You, you are out in the suburbs. I always tell people working in a suburb is significantly less safe than working in a major city, no matter where the crime is. Because when you need help, there's only one other cop there. Now, Eric picked up on this next part when we were watching the video in the newsroom. He mentioned the one other cop there. This officer has a partner. He is by the driver's side door, also gun drawn. And what did you notice about him? He's looking at the officer who's <laughs> sitting on the hood. Like, like dude, uh, is is this what we're doing? Dude, what, what's happening Why here? Why are you on the hood of this car? His partner gives him a look like you are on top of the car. Look at him right here. Huh? <laughs> that was the look right there. Correct. Correct. So, so then what do you do now that you're out in traffic? Get off the car. He had more than enough time where the car was rolling at about 10 or 15 miles an hour to simply jump and roll off. And he didn't. So that's a mistake on his part. Hopefully he'll get retraining to help him understand that once you go to a car, you never get on the car and you never approach a car from the front unless you absolutely positively have to. The defense attorneys actually used that in the case to argue in defense of Dennis Geiner Jr., who, yes, almost did kill a cop through his actions, but he only got five years. The officer is now okay, and as I said back at the job, that is, of course, good. But that's why you typically see stuff like this in the movies, because, as Dr. Ken said, that's not typical police work. on this Friday morning, Wisconsin's morning news. President Joe Biden this morning or there this evening in Japan for the G7 summit. He's meeting with the leaders of those nations, but it's not just the heads of state. What do you got there? There's some sound from uh, them walking through the leaders, checking out the the sites. Well, a lot of this is ceremonial, right? They have important meetings where they get down to business, but they also have these various... Yeah. You know, it's a big deal to mm-hmm. have all the, these nations and their leaders represented at the meetings. But it's also a big deal for the spouses. Everybody. <laughs> this was part of the welcome ahead of a spousal visit to a next generation symposium in Japan. The days long visit includes. A hefty itinerary for the spouses of the global leaders. In fact, they call it the G7 Leaders Summit Spousal Program. 
Program. Program. Listen, so it's night there. I believe they're at dinner already. Yeah. So they're at the 6.30 p.m. portion of this itinerary. But the day for the First Lady and for the spouses of the G7 leaders started at 11 o'clock local time there. They visited the Hiroshima Peace Memorial Museum. One o'clock, they had a luncheon. 5.15, there was a, this Next Generation Symposium with the spouses. And then at 6.30, it's dinner. First Lady will attend the dinner with the G7 spouses. It just occurs to me, you know what this is? This is your spouse's work party. <laughs> For them. Oh, is, man. Oh, who's going to be there? What about this one? Oh, they're all going to be there, yeah. You you know Mrs. Macron? She's nice. You like her? What about Merkel? Is Merkel right. going to be there? No, she's out now. She's gone. The new guy. Well, what do we know about her? Am I going to like her? What does she do? <laughs> Wait, we're going to be separated? <laughs> right. I You're not at, going to this lunch? I have to sit at a different I table? I sit there with them? I don't know these spouses. <laughs> what if they don't like each other? <laughs> <laughs> we don't even speak the same language. Right. Just had that thought. I think it's all wives at this point. Because okay. you mentioned Angela Merkel, the former yeah. um, German uh, chancellor. chancellor of Germany. And she's she's been out for a year or two now. And it was a man who was elected. So mm. be his wife. So I think it's I think it's all ladies right now. Imagine how that used to be back in the day at these little spousal programs when Merkel, Mr. Merkel was there. One of two ways that goes. Either he's like, uh, I've got to walk around with all the ladies all day. Or he's like, hey, ladies, <laughs> Mr. Merkel's here. Hey, Merkel. What's up? <laughs> Hello. The hostess with the mostest. One, two, three. Lean on me when you're not strong. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The first place Milwaukee Brewers are back in action tonight following their off day on Thursday. And we'll begin a three-game series down in Tampa Bay against the Rays. Could it be a little early to discuss any trades for the Brewers? Well, probably, but according to Matt Arnold, the phone line is always buzzing. It's all the time. Um, we're, <laughs> we, we, uh, we actually made a small trade yesterday, you know, and, and uh, we traded a minor league reliever to Oakland, um, you know, and, and just these things pop up. You don't necessarily wake up thinking about them, uh, but a team reaches out to, to me or, or one of our guys, uh, we end up having communications and, and sometimes deals come together very quickly. And then other times you have to put a lot of work in and sometimes potentially there are even multiple teams involved. So they, they do take a, lot, a long time in some cases. Arnold, a guest here on Brewers 360 Thursday morning. As for that deal, the Brewers did send a minor leaguer, Lucas Ursig to the A's for cash. Ursig, a former second-round pick for the Brewers. Over to the NBA, behind 23 fourth-quarter points from Jamal Murray, the Denver Nuggets hang on and defeated the Lakers Thursday night by a final of 108-103 to to grab the two-games-to-none lead in the Western Conference Finals. Following those two wins, though, Denver Nuggets head coach Mike Malone had plenty to say following Game 2 about the lack of respect his team has received early on. You win game one of the playoffs, and all everybody talked about was the Lakers. Let's be honest, that was a national narrative was, hey, the Lakers are fine. They're down 1-0, but they figured something out. No one talked about Nikola just had a historic performance. He's got 13 triple-doubles now, third all-time. What he's doing is just incredible, but the narrative wasn't about the Nuggets. The narrative wasn't about Nikola. The narrative is about the Lakers and their adjustments. So, you know, you put that in your pipe, you smoke it, and you come back, and you know what? We're going to go up 2-0. The NBA playoffs roll on tonight with Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Heat 
and the Celtics. Miami currently holding a one-games-to-none lead in that series. Tip-off for that game is set for 7.30. Uh, I'm so tired of the, they're not getting respected. And go out and ball, and I guess he was... He's, Right he's got thing, a right? point. I mean, he's got a point. You put that it, in your pipe, you smoke but it, that's you go what up you 2-0, get. is that what he's saying? That, yeah, and that's <laughs> what you get when you play the Lakers. Yeah, like, right. You know uh, the media's going to talk about them. It the Lakers are the Lakers. They are who we thought they were. 548 <laughs> on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Greg Pancake Hill is our producer of Wisconsin's Morning News. Got his nickname because he used to work at the Pancake House on the South Side. Every week we have great ideas for the show. Some of them make it into the program. Some of them don't. So we assign Greg to whip up a little something with the leftovers here on this Friday morning. Is the Pancake Breakfast special? What about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? This is not an ad. But what a week it has been for a particular company and really all hot dog related accoutrement in this great country of ours. Indeed, earlier this week, we had the Oscar Mayer Wiener rebrand. Just in case you missed it, the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile has now been changed to the Frank Mobile, a divisive issue splitting everyone's bun down the middle. <laughs> or is it just a publicity stunt? Wisconsin's Morning News is Eric Bilstead on the Jeff Wagner Show. Is this a publicity stunt or is this real? Is the Wienermobile really driving off into the sunset? Absolutely not. This is a publicity stunt. I, a- abso- Absolutely. I, yeah, because they're talking about it and so are we. For a moment. Because as the Frank Mobile and its identity issues switch up the Wiener recipe, there's new developments on the industry of culinary accessories. What adds... Just the right accent to every sandwich, maybe some french fries. Well, it's the sauce, of course. Now, I present to you the Heinz Remix Dispenser. I'm sorry, did someone say remix? Remix! The Heinz Remix Dispenser. Not offering you one option of saucy goodness, not offering you two options of slabbable variety, but 200 Options. I'll say it again. 200 sweet and savory options of your favorite sauces. Quick, everyone, name 200 sauces right now. Go. <laughs> ah, see, you can't. You can't. You can't even do it. You Soy. Don't, but good thing you don't have to because this machine from the future now offers everything you need. So the best way to describe what they got here is I'm sure you've seen these huge soda machines, right? They work quite similar. They're like in those big red contraptions. They have those big buttons bowed out yeah. on the screen that gives you all the options of variety. Coke, Diet Coke, root beer, vanilla root beer, cherry root beer, orange, purple, all sorts of colors aptly named the Coca-Cola Freestyle. But instead of soda, think Heinz sauces. So they offer, this is how it goes. This is the breakdown. Four base sauces, which are all ketchup, Heinz 57, ranch, and barbecue. So you start there. Not too overwhelming. But then you add the enhancers. Jalapeno, smoky chipotle, buffalo, mango, and you can pick the strength of what you want, low, medium, or high. So are we as a show in or out on the Heinz Remix Dispenser? In. I'd give it a shot yeah, for I'm sure. definitely in. What's the cra- I would too. What's the craziest combination you could think of right now? Ranch and ketchup. Make a show Ranch sauce right ketchup? now. No, See that's it done awesome. On the plate. I like a little mayonnaise sometimes and stuff. You can already buy that, like the ketchup mayo. 
feel like my kids have that nightly, no matter what we eat. Yeah. Ketchup, mayo, and Frank's Red Hot. Okay. Sauce. See, so it's just like that soda machine. You plug it in. What Do you yeah. have to do percentages? Like, dee, dee, dee. yeah, I want a 33% <laughs> ketchup mix with about 10% soy and throwing a little habanero in there. Mm. Oh, that's got to be the upper. Maybe a little hoisin. Maybe some cherry. Cherry? Why not? I like it. So we are in on the sauce remix machine. So we could take a lesson away from this and some ingenuity by our Vince Vetrano that whatever you want to be, whether it be a wiener, a Frank, a mango chipotle ranch, blue cheese ketchup combo. When it comes to the world of eats, we need to listen to Kevin Gardner. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. All in. But here's the problem. Now you got your hot dog that you paid six bucks for, and you take it over to the machine. You slather it full of sauce that you immediately don't like. (laughs) Take one bite of that, you're like, ah, shouldn't have put that mango in there. Because we are not chefs. Wasabi mayo, baby. Ooh, I hadn't even thought of wasabi. Oh, yeah.